0: EXO stands. Remember in 2017 when Kai spotted Dreads for Coco pop Now, some of you may think that he looked really good in it. I mean, from a purely objective standpoint, he did look pretty good. But it did raise a lot of questions about the issue of cultural appropriation. And you would think that the K-pop industry would have learned from this. But did they though, really? I used to write my thoughts on paper, and then I wrote my thoughts on Twitter. And then I thought to myself, hey, why not talk about your thoughts? My name is Sarin, and this is my podcast where I talk about things that keep me up at night. Welcome to 2, one two one. I'm pretty sure many of you have watched Blackpink's latest music video, Kill This Love. Do you haven't? Well, watch it. It's pretty interesting. But I'm also sure that many of you have heard or read about how many African Americans are not happy with Lisa wearing box braids. And I understand if some of you might wonder, what's the big deal? It's just hair. How is that cultural appropriation? Well, it kinda is, given the context. Box braids, along with many other hairstyles usually attributed to black people, have been subjected to a lot of scrutiny lately, especially when worn by non-black people. When non-black people wear box braids or dreads or etc., it's seen as being cool and edgy. But when black people do that, they're seen as ghetto and they are perceived to be more suspicious than other people. And the thing is, not much is done to change the stereotype about black people, but their aesthetics is lifted off from them And that's what cultural appropriation basically is. Okay, look. I'm Malaysian. So I shouldn't really be the one talking about these things. I mean, it's great that I'm sharing this information. This is that I think it's better if you were to hear it from black people. So here are a couple of links to some great articles if you're interested in learning more. So let's talk about something closer to home then. Remember last year when... Fashion designer Rizalman released his Raya collection which was heavily Indian inspired but there was no Indian representation in terms of the models and it sparked this huge debate about cultural appropriation in Malaysia with many people saying how that Malaysia is a multicultural country and that all the races should be mingling with each other and why should we divide? Why Why should we stop ourselves from sharing our culture with other people? See the problem is, it isn't about sharing our cultures. In fact, you can wear a sari for Diwali as much as you want, and Indians will be more than happy to help you tie a sari. It's just that we scream racial harmony and diversity. We market it as, it as our best feature, but we do almost nothing about the inequalities people face. I'm not going to talk about equal rights because that's not a conversation worth having. To be honest. But it's important to remember that you're enjoying the cultural aesthetics of a group of people who have been disenfranchised by the government and have have been held back by at least a generation in terms of their social and economic strata. And look, if you're looking to profit off of Mutsamani K. Jassel ripoffs, the least you could do is appreciate the people whose designs you lifted off from. And I'm aware that there were Indians who were against the idea of cultural appropriation and believed that it was important to share our culture. But really, were we sharing our culture, or was it just taken from right under our noses? Now, cultural appropriation is the lifting of a certain custom or a cultural aspect from a society without acknowledging or appreciating said society. Cultural appropriation is usually carried out by a more dominant group of people, for example, a country, a majority in a country, Picking up certain cultural aspects of a minority. While said minority experiences inequalities or injustices. Sounds familiar? Well, I'll leave it at that. What about when a minority takes a cultural aspect of a majority? Well, that's where power structures come in. So power structures are basically systems that are in place. Be it official or unofficial. That influence society. It's like you have the people who are on top of the chain and they have the privileges that come with it. Sometimes it's about wealth. Sometimes it's about race. In the case of cultural appropriation, we're talking about race. See, as much as it may pain some people, you do get away with a lot of things when you're of a certain race. Racism is often institutionalised and certain people are affected because of the colour of their skin. Be it through policies, police brutality, incarceration levels so these people experience racism people at the top however they can't experience racism as racism is basically the idea that one race is superior than the other but when you're already at the top you get what i mean right but you can experience prejudice though anyway what happens when a cultural aspect of a majority is taken by a minority (sighs) well to be honest that's basically just called assimilation Talking about power structures, let's talk about white people. There was a tweet last week about how people shouldn't focus too much on Kim K wearing Indian jewellery. Now I know I talked about this on Twitter but I'm going to expand on this a bit. So yeah, white culture has always been about being marketed to a larger audience. Let's use that tweet for example. Jeans or the fabric that jeans were made out of weren't actually created in the US actually but in Italy and in France back in the 17th century. However, it only became a cultural icon when Levi Strauss and Jacob W. Davis took that fabric and turned it into a pair of pants for miners and cowboys in the mid-19th century. Although it was only in the 20th century when John Wayne, in Rebel Without a Cause, made wearing a pair of jeans a thing, which in turn has stood the test of time till today. See, when America and Europe colonized the rest of the world, they imposed upon the people their ideals. To them, it was their way or the highway. In fact, it was the Brits who introduced Section 377 in India and solidified what has now become institutionalized homophobia all around the world. See, they not only implemented their ideas of the legal system, but they also pushed towards their culture. We replaced our sarongs and bastis with suits and pants because they made us believe that we would be more civilized that way. So yeah, there really isn't an argument to make in support of the, wor- the rest of the world appropriating white culture, especially when people of color around the world aren't exactly appropriating it when it's been forced down our throats, but by- via either imperialism or the media. The imperialist idea that the U.S. and the U.K. were on another level compared to the rest of the world has stuck on till this age. You see, they are, after all, the gatekeepers of modern pop culture. Now, while we're still on the topic of American culture, let's talk about something that we're better off not appropriating. The N-word. The N-word has a history of pain and suffering, centuries of it in fact. And we also know that African Americans have reclaimed the word and have used it exclusively for themselves. And we have so many other reasons not to use it, and any sensible person would know better than to use it. However, some people still insist on using the word. You know, perhaps they find it difficult to use another word as a term of endearment. This, in a way, could be a warped form of cultural appropriation. It's warped because you're adamant about using it, despite knowing about the history behind the word. Now, some may find justification in believing that they will almost certainly never interact with an African American. Plus, according to a friend of mine who is of African origin, Africans don't actually find the word offensive. And that makes sense, to be honest, as Africans did not experience the horrors their American counterparts had to. It's the same way why Black Panther was a milestone in America, while it wasn't as hyped up in Africa. See, the African and the African-American experiences are vastly different. Should that justify the usage of the word though? What does that say about you? Now, it might be classes to draw linguistic links to the usage of the N-word. In fact, it'd actually even be rather inaccurate, as we've seen Malaysians use the word regardless of caste or creed. Well, at least ignorance doesn't discriminate her. But what do you think? Can the usage of the N-word be in any way justifiable? I'd be interested to know in what you guys think. So yeah, cultural appropriation is usually a lot more sinister than we make it out to be. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't experience the customs and traditions of another group of people. Just remember to acknowledge and appreciate the people whose culture you're using. Remember, it's really easy to not be an asshole.